time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I am, uh, you know, we often talk about how do we make things good? How do we deal with, how do we create things? What I want to talk about today is what happens when things don't go so well. What happens when there's someone has been dishonest or cheated or something that ruins the trust? Because I will say, for what I have observed, is that the number one thing that keeps most relationships together or going is when people are respectful. So, um, and this past week I did my UCLA presentation. It was a smashing success. And I'm going to talk at the end with you about the toys and the products that were presented because I like to make sure when someone is in that class that I'm giving them the best manufacturers and the best ideas that I know so that they don't have to wade through a gazillion things online. So I'm going to go over that with you. And I'm also going to go over a question that I received from a woman about her daughter dealing with vaginismus and how I would respond to that. Vaginismus, as you probably know, is a condition whereby it is incredibly painful, if not impossible, to be able to have penetrative intercourse because literally the introitus, the entry into the vagina, literally shuts down. Now, whether it is psychosomatic, whether it is a pain response, but the important thing about it is that there are things that can be done for it, but it is also something that really does take a toll on relationships big time and particularly if someone doesn't understand or they can't find the right information. So I'm going to answer that when we come back from, I think, the second break. But I'm going to start with the dealing with cheaters and trust violations and passive-aggressive or liars. And one of the things that I think if we are honest with ourselves... We actually, if we've ever gone through this, if you listen to your gut, it can't lie. And it's the thing that will have you go, have spidey sense, whatever you may call it. That's the thing that will get flagged and get flagged so fast, it will make your head spin. Now, this is not about being 
massively suspicious all the time. There are people out there who are like that. But for the majority of us, we'd like to believe that people might actually be telling the truth. So I'm going to give some examples of what people have shared with me were things that they never expected to have happen to them, but going through it was a tremendous, um, painful, as some of them were, tremendous learning curve, and that sharpened their radar. So the next time a similar type of person comes along, because I mean, really, is that not the, the statement that if you don't get the lesson the first time, guess what? It's going to come around again. So if you're used to, you know, dating bad boys and thinking they're going to be changing because of you, please don't. Or dating bad girls, please don't. Um, if you are with someone who is incredibly needy, they are going to make you wrong for what you're not doing for them. But when in all actuality, they should actually be doing for themselves. You know, if someone is, oh, I need you to do this, or, or um, I feel really sad and down, and that's that whether you call it codependent or that I'll fix you behavior. No. No one fixes anyone. No one makes changes just for someone else. Otherwise, that's going to make you really pissed off. But it has to be for yourself. So I'm going to start with a woman who had been, uh, a woman who I knew really very quite well. And at the time, she was in uh, med school. She was going into her final year, and <clears throat> there was this incredibly good-looking, unlike what she had you know, grown up with, because she was Jewish, and he was kind of like that uh, blonde, beachy kind of look, which was very uh, exotic for her. So he was a nurse, and he started showering her with attention, and not just a little bit, I mean a lot. And this was a woman who... Her previous boyfriend had been a producer when she first got into med school, and he would always make uh, body comments to her because she was not built like the actresses that he was casting and he was putting into plays and putting into productions, which made her feel, uh, you know, it's like, hey, stop with the body shaming thing. But it did not make her feel confident about what she looked like. So here's this incredibly cute, huge personality guy who is very interested in her. Now, he, you know, they went out for probably around a month. And now understand, she's a med student, so she is like super busy. And she was making time to be able to see him on an ongoing basis. You know, the, the, this is before everyone was texting, but, you know, phone calls all the time, finding one another. And she did meet his family, and not just on one occasion, on a couple of occasions. She did, you know, hang out with his friends, and again, not just on, you know, one occasion. And then finally, she gets a phone call from another woman who happens to be another MD. And this woman turned out to be this guy's fiance, and she was like eight months pregnant with his child. Well, needless to say, my friend had a complete brain grenade. She was like, how in God's name did this ever happen? On top of which, there was a second woman who she claimed to be his girlfriend as well. 
Now, <laughs> this is why I say, this is why the term darling got created. It's because people who cheated need to have a standard word. But what also, for me, was so staggering about this is that his family and his friends knew that he was doing this. They knew that he had this fiancé who was pregnant. They knew about this other woman. And then when my friend came along, they acted, you know, they acted like there wasn't anything wrong with what he was doing. And I, I have to tell you, I think they are slightly complicit in not being able to, in not being honest with her. <laughs> and being in med school, she came up to me, she goes, oh my God, do you think he's a disease vector? She said, I have kissed him, just think he's a disease vector for me. <laughs> I started to laugh and I said, look, chances are, and I was volunteering in the eighth ward at Cedars. I said, listen, there is an enzyme component in saliva that basically if you are healthy, it you know, kills off the HIV virus. It's a, you know, it's a little enzyme that goes like this, boom, shoots it. But I said, you don't have anything. You didn't see anything. And I said, you know, the only thing you said you did was kiss him. She said, yes. And I said, well, then I think you should be okay. I mean, if you want to test yourself, go ahead. But I, you know, if that makes you feel better, you have access to it. She did not end up testing herself. But, you know, as a result of that, it made her become more aware that she could trust her gut because she hadn't listened to it initially. And probably she went from here that she was in another city finishing her residency and she had met uh, another, a really lovely guy who was another MD and they subsequently married and have two children. Yet she was, you know, this guy knew how to target women and he knew that the, you know, the females in the medical school program are so busy, they don't have time to be looking to see someone else. So for him, it was almost like shooting fish in a barrel. Now, another one. Here's another question that I put together after listening to a number of women and a number of men. Are they honest about you with people who are strangers? And this was told to me by a woman who had just ended a long-term marriage, and she was starting to date again. She had known this person from, uh, you know, when when she was married. He had been in a relationship and, uh, too, was divorced. Uh, She needed to have some things done uh, in her new residence. He helped out. Well, what ended up happening is he then started saying, hey, yeah, let's, let's the two of us get together. They, there was tremendous amount of fun and chemistry. And when she, he said, let's go and go away on a, a vacation. And she was like, sure. Her, her previous um, partner had been incredibly cheap. And this gentleman was very generous, which was, it was like shocking. It was shockingly lovely for her. So, you know, she was like, fine. You know, that would be lovely. They were traveling to um, uh, an island vacation. Now, we're coming up to our one-minute break here, one minute until our first break. Now, if you have any stories about how things have happened to you or how someone may have cheated on you or things that you dealt with, 
please send me an email and let me know. Because I know when someone is willing to be honest about what they've gone through, I will tell you right now, it is so helpful for other people because then they don't feel, how could I be so stupid? Then they don't feel, how could I have missed the, you know, the, the actions? Well, chances are you didn't miss them. It's, it may have been lying by omission or it may have been that they absolutely intended to completely pull the wool over your eyes. Here come the tunes, and when I come back, I'll finish the story about the island travel with the guy who wouldn't tell the truth. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Padgett. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. growing up in Wisconsin, no matter how frigid it was outside, my Uncle Bob never seemed to get cold. He would come in from the snow wearing a t-shirt and remark how fresh it was outside. Then again, folks from Wisconsin are a pretty hardy bunch. As America's official dairy state, the cows have been known to give ice cream instead of milk when the temperatures drop. What's a word for a giant snowball that is formed by rolling a smaller one through a field of snow? Hug him a dog. Megla is an old Scots word meaning to trudge laboriously through the snow. And mufflements is an old Lancashire word for thick, warm, insulating clothes and gloves. Don't forget that you shouldn't try and send text messages if you're standing out in the cold. It can lead to typothermia. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Just as you need to give your car gasoline or diesel to fuel it, you need to give your body the right kind of fuel also. I am often asked, should I eat before I work out? The answer is yes. Cooper Aerobic Center recommends that you eat oatmeal or another hot cereal, a plain English muffin, toast or mini bagel, low-fat or fat-free regular or Greek yogurt, a fruit smoothie, or a snack bar before you work out. Eating a piece of fruit is a fabulous choice because it is low-calorie, packed with vitamins and minerals, and carbohydrates are the optimal fuel source to consume before a workout. Your body requires carbohydrates, and they are absorbed very quickly. Eating an apple or banana on your way to the gym is a good idea and will fuel your body for the workout ahead. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Before the break, this, you know, the title of this show is about dealing with cheaters and trust violators. Because sometimes people think that there's something wrong with them, that this is happening. No, it, it, this is, just think of it this way. 
This is almost like a tennis match. And you can only be responsible for what's happening on your side of the net. You can't handle and do run around and play their side of the, you know, the volley back and forth. You have to rely on them to want to, A, be on the court and to play. So when I ask people, you know, again, pay attention to their words, but pay more attention to their behavior and, the last example, uh, their family's behavior. So are they honest about who you are? Before the break, I talked about a woman gone through um, a breakup that was really quite jarring for her, ended up, you know, her world was coming back onto, you know, even keel, meets this guy who she knew from before. They were both single and available. Let's go for a vacation. So they get to the airport. They're going through security, and he says to the security, oh, my fiancé will take care of that. Well, they had just started dating. They were not affianced, as one would say. And she was kind of like, well, you know, let me, I don't know why he's doing that. Then when they got to the hotel, he told them that they were on their honeymoon. And, again, another big fat lie. But he, he lied about things even when the truth would have served him better. And for her... She was kind of like, well, why are you doing this? And it was part attention-getting behavior, but also part let's see how she'll react. And she said, you know, this is not okay with me. He also would try and do whatever he could do to provoke a reaction in her by talking about the other women he'd gone out with, the type of sex he would have with them. And she was kind of like, Okay, and he also, this is something that was a real issue, had a hair-trigger temper, and he would yell and scream and, and at one point ends up saying, well, yeah, the cops had to be called because I got so out of control. Well, given what her work was and what her job was, she was like, oh, I do not think so. And even though he had some good qualities, the thing that, he would not be, he would not be honest with her, and he would not be honest about what his behavior was, because he really was, he was like a loose cannon um, from almost the whole time that they knew one another, and they would be things that were blown so far out of proportion that she would just be shaking her head going, you are kidding me. So... Anyway, so if someone does, you know, that thing, if they're not honest about who you are around others, they've got other things going on. They, they're covering up a number of other things. Uh, she also was trying to help him when he was moving. And the guys, here's, here's the thing that, you know, you can watch what people will tell you when people who know the person and know you, you can tell a lot by when you see how people look at you, if they do with sadness or with some form of like, oh, God, I want to tell you this. And you can read it in people's eyes. And she also had that happen because she was helping him uh, move some things out of this one house. And the people who were coming to help him move were the people he worked with. And they were kind of like, well, who, who, who are you? And... That's when she knew that he was, you know, there wasn't anything about, you know, we're just going to be exclusive. 
but that was that was implied by his behavior, and um, you know, someone's calling you the fiance and saying, you know, these things. It's kind of like, oh, well, maybe they're thinking more, but that was attention-getting behavior and also a way to create <clears throat> more of a connection from her to him when he had no intention of doing so. Anyway, the um, here's another thing that you have to watch out for when you're dealing with a new person, particularly in the beginning, because that tends to be what they call the honeymoon phase. So they're trying to be on their best behavior. If they are cheap and expect you to do more or provide more when it's an agreed-upon event. So I knew a person who, you know, she was going to be spending time with this person. They happened to live in the same very large complex. And she was like, sure, I, you know, uh, we can get together for a glass of wine. That would be lovely. Now, not only did she end up going to his place, she brought the wine. She brought the uh, appetizers. She brought the other things. And he didn't even bother to frickin' clean his living room. No, no, and no. Now, if you have an implied hookup, go for it. But this was supposed to be a glass of wine, the end of the evening, boom, goodbye. And, you know, he didn't even make any effort. And I don't care if you're straight or gay or bi. When you are inviting someone into your home, you invite them in and, you know, being cheap and being lazy are really unattractive. So the cheap part about not bringing or, you know, providing anything and being lazy about not cleaning up his place, that tells you how much the react, his reaction is to her. And she was like, mm, we, <laughs> this will not be going on any further. The other thing, and I touched on this just briefly, is you can see the look of sadness in people's eyes. The people who are around the, the group of friends or that work. And I remember a woman telling me, you know, being at an event, and this was just before everything blew wide open. And a woman came up to her and said, so, how is your marriage? And, I mean, it was... You know, you're, this person was in the middle of uh, a public event in a bathroom with all kinds of other people who knew who she was, and this person just asked, so how's your marriage? Because she had seen the husband out somewhere with this other woman. And this woman said, oh, no, everything's just fine. And she had already suspected that things were happening, but it was when she started seeing the looks on people's faces. And they, she had been at um, a, a sports game, and they had a private lounge for where the events were held. And it was when, she said it was when she went to order a drink, and the gentleman who was the bartender who was there, and they'd been very friendly for, you know, two and a half years, and all of a sudden he just looked at her like he'd seen a ghost. And she realized that the husband had started to bring the uh, secretary there as well. And 
it wasn't long after that that everything blew wide open. But it's the people, people don't like to see other people be hurt or to be embarrassed. Now, if someone has an agreed upon thing about having an open relationship or having you know, something where uh, it's okay if they are with other people, that's between that couple and whomever else they're with. It's not my place to say to someone, oh, you shouldn't be there. That may be their agreement. However, if you do know the person and you know that the other person is stepping outside of something, eventually, particularly in this day and age, it is not going to take very long for someone to say, look, this is what I just saw. Here they are. It used to be much rarer, and you could go places where no one would see you or, you know, no one would know who you are. Another, I'll, I'll speak of uh, a person who he had been madly in love with this particular man, and this guy uh, truly was the one he just was head over heels for. And because this guy was closeted, my friend, you know, uh, had come out already, but the other guy was closeted, they ended up having to drive like an hour into another area of the city where no one would have a clue who they are and go to, you know, these little tiny, you know, strip mall, little dump Ola restaurants so no one would see them. And that's that same thing of are they proud to be seen with you or are they keeping you a a secret by omission because that puts that puts everything it's it's not respectful to you it's not respectful to you know what you might consider to be a relationship and eventually he just said look and i have a number of my gay friends who they will be with someone who is still closeted and finally my one friend said you know i've had it with closeted guys they're either coming out or they're staying there because i'm not going to be you know, I'm out and that's who I am and I'm honest about what my sexual orientation is. I'm honest about who I'm attracted to. But this one guy who, and he was with him for three years. He would pretend to have a girlfriend when he went home. He would pretend to do, you know, major jock stuff when he was playing in his band. And my friend just said, I can't do this any longer. And I got it. I said, yeah. It's time that you had someone who respected what you want in a relationship. Now, we're coming up to the second break, and when I come back, I'm going to go over some more things that, you know, do they have a pattern of cheating, or do they feel justified in cheating? That's another one. Then I will go into the uh, question that I was just sent today on vaginismus, And then in the final section, I'll talk about all the toys that I discussed and gave away as product at my UCLA class. Needless to say, they loved it. They went crazy over it. And I would say, too, it's like, not only did they love it, they were like fighting over it. (laughs) Because these are the things that they work, and the manufacturer knows they work, and they're terrific. So I think the tune should be coming up any second now. Please stay with me. I'll be right back. 
Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. need larger parking spaces? The owners of the Togla Rest Stop in southeastern China think so. They have created a number of parking spaces that are 50% larger, designated for female drivers, with the international symbol for women and outlined in pink. When asked by a Chinese newspaper why they felt the need to enlarge the parking spaces for women drivers, a lot manager explained that they observed female drivers having a difficult time parking, which slowed down the order of traffic. I admit I'm a bit of a baby bumble or bungler when it comes to parking, but is this really necessary? Actually, I was complimented on my parking the other day. Someone left a note that said, parking, fine. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. State Magazine reports that for those who are trying to get ahead at the office, exercise is the key. Research from Stockholm University found that employees were equally or more productive when they exercised for two and a half hours during the week than when they spent that time working and they felt better about their performance. Exercise leads to greater motivation and increased energy because physical activity improves the brain oxygen consumption, which can boost mood and concentration. So rethink skipping that midday workout or cutting out that exercise class to stay at your desk and work. According to this study, you will be more productive and have better concentration if you take the time to work out. I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and thank you for being with me again. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, continuing with the uh, stories of the dealing with the cheaters or the trust violation. And for many people, as I had said before at the beginning of the, the last segment, they feel like they can't trust their own intuition or they can't trust their own gut. Yes, they can. You're not in charge of what someone might have as a hidden agenda. And, I mean, I know for myself, I had no idea my former husband had a massive hidden agenda that I didn't even know about. And I did not find out about until we had been married for two years. However... At that point, I was like, uh, let me see, let me check, and let me ensure that this is what is actually happening. It was uh, bald face <laughs> cheating that um, there wasn't anything, and I realized there wasn't anything that I could have done that would have changed 
what this person's behavior was because they already had, they had made up their mind what they were going to do. And they had made up their mind that this was not going to be a long-term marriage. And I have to tell you, when you get told that, it is a bit of a sucker punch, to put it mildly. Yet I knew that it wouldn't matter what I did. As I say, I could have flown to the moon, you know, without wings. It still would not have mattered because he had put into place what he wanted and it, he was going to lie about it, period. So when I talk about, you know, do, do they have a pattern of cheating? I had, I didn't know uh, that much about this person. I knew that they obviously had cheated on uh, their first wife because that's you know, one of the things that he had been doing. But uh, what I also looked at is, here's what I say, a leopard spots don't change. They just get bigger, okay? And in hindsight, this cheating had been going on for the entire time he had been married and, you know, but, you know, it was something that I was not aware of that. Uh, and, but it was constant. Now, and I know I've spoken to other women who were married to men who were, you know, came from means and they, this one woman said, I'm lucky I got out alive because, she said his first wife didn't, and she was murdered. They never found out who it was, um, and he ended up inheriting all of her money from the company that her parents had founded. But that was something that she said, I started, it was when, you know, we talk about that sixth sense of watching what's going on. She started paying attention to this is... The, some of the, some of the um, pieces weren't matching up. And that was the same thing that happened for myself. The pieces were not matching up. And, you know, the thing is, there's also women who have been with men who have claimed to be single. They're not. And it, when actually when it, this happened with me, it was my good friend Brian who said to me, when I said, this is what's going on, he said, you've got about a six-week window before he shuts everything down because that's what he did in his first marriage. And you know what? That's exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened. And so anyways, I, I, fortunately, I was able to get myself out of that. That does not mean that I didn't have all of the repercussions of making a commitment, you know, going through all of that, it, you know, it kind of shakes you to your foundational core. But I realized it really wasn't about me. It was about what he wanted, and it wouldn't have mattered what I did. I looked good on paper. I did what I was supposed to do. And then he was going to be divorcing me when his daughter went into university. That was it. And I did not know that. But I knew it after two years. So, do you know that pattern of cheating? This is a woman met some guy traveling. They both did a lot of traveling, so both were single, at least she was. And he claimed, yeah, I'd be able to come and see you because I fly all over. He made plans, not once, not twice, but three times, canceled, always at the last minute saying had to go to this thing or had to be go actually going here. And what it turned out to be is 
the traveling for skiing in Europe was actually his bachelor party because he was engaged. And so she dodged that bullet, but, you know, the other woman may not have. She may have actually married the guy. Here's another thing. Do people feel justified in cheating? You know? Did someone get tricked into marriage? Did, you know, are they culturally okay with doing that? And, I mean, I've seen women who feel that they are justified in cheating. But I know for a fact, if their husband were to find out, their husband would be devastated, and not just a little bit. So, and it's also something that there are times when people, if they're, you know, very wealthy, they may feel, I can cheat as much as I want. I can do whatever I want, and the other person may just sort of like turn a blind eye to it. And I remember one man, uh, hugely wealthy, and he said, the reason my marriage has lasted so long, he said, I've always had very good mistresses. And he said, the things end with the mistresses when they want more. And he said, it was just way too complicated to try and get divorced. Translation, way too expensive. So, here we go. Are they cheating by admission? Maybe. They're overlooking, letting you know. Um... If you want to know, now it's so much easier. You can find out whether or not someone uh, is married, is not, if they are together. (laughs) I remember one woman not knowing if this person was married, but her friends were telling her, oh, there's just absolutely no way. This is where he lives. There's no way he's not married. And so they, this person was living in New York at the time and happened to be in uh, an advertising area. So her boss took it upon herself to pretend she was with one of the high-end, gets delivered to, you know, the high-end Madison Park, Fifth Avenue homes, and she pretended to be doing an interview for this particular magazine. And sure enough, turns out, this, you know, the woman who answered the phone was his wife. She had no idea that this is what this guy was doing. And that was the end of that one. So cheating by omission, that doesn't work either. Now, I'm going to go over this question that I got sent this morning. And the woman, it's the mother, and she herself uh, sent this to me and said, I wonder if you can help with my daughter who is just 18. She has vaginismus, vaginismus, but has been using dilators and had some progress. Her partner is often now able to get his penis in some way, but not fully. She is worried as she feels she is not getting any satisfaction with this. It feels like she wants to pee when he is able to penetrate her. I think her partner is probably anxious. Uh, as for a year, they have taken things really carefully. And for her, as this is her first sexual experience, she is not sure what to expect. I wondered which of your books may help her. Thanks. Okay, let's start with the first part of this. Um, vaginismus itself is the tightening of the entry into the vagina so tight that often not even a finger can go in or not even um, a, you can't tampon in. So it's a range of things. Now, if she has been using dilators, I'm going to ask this question of them. She, is she using tampons? Um, the other thing I want to know is, was there any previous trauma, sexual trauma, because many times it may not have registered. There may have been something. It may have even happened with an MD. 85% of our thoughts 
our subconscious. So that may be influencing things. What are the treatments that she's used so far? And when she says she's been using dilators and had some progress, um, I, I know that there's a treatment that Dr. Peter Pasek uses using Botox. And it is something for women who have tremendous vaginismus and dyspareunia, painful intercourse. Because what it does is it uses Botox to release the muscle. Now, admittedly, that does not happen at the moment that Botox is injected, but it does over a period of time. And what it also does is allow these women to feel like they are in control of this and that, you know, they will be able to do something eventually. Now, she's worried that, you know, she, you know, the partner being able to go partway in, that may also be that he's worried he does not want to cause her pain. Um, needless to say, he wants to be able to have this be enjoyable, and he may worry that that's the case, so he may be losing his erection uh, as he is trying to enter her, and it may be that, you know, she may be not knowing that she's pulling away. She's feeling she's not getting any satisfaction. Understandably, she's not. Um, there are other things that can be done uh, with oral or manual, and it does not have to involve penetration. Uh, and she feels like he, she wants to pee when he's able to penetrate her. That makes sense because the clitoris is the urethra where um, urine exits the body. is surrounded on three sides by the clitoris, as is the line of the urethra on the upper vaginal vault. So if that's sensitive, that may be something that is impacting as well. And, you know, they've been trying this for over a year. That's a long time for someone who's 18. I say kudos to this mother and uh, that she is able to have this open conversation with her daughter. And if this is her first sexual experience, it may be that, you know, there's other things that can be used. I, I don't know what type of lubes. I don't know what type of positions. But here we are. We're coming up to our next break, and when I come back, I'm going to be talking about the products that I recommend at UCLA for the residents in psychiatry and the marriage family therapists. Coming back, we are going to go to the tunes here in approximately seven seconds. So thank you, and I will be right back with my recommendations for the best toys that you can get online. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Padgett, techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. It's Merging Never Heard. Have you heard? 
heard about Mel and Joy Schwanke, a Nebraska couple that have worn matching outfits for the last 35 years? Apparently, they have over 140 matching outfits, all custom-made, which typically match her dress with his tie. The couple is a match made in heaven. Neither one of them can remember the exact date they started this quirky tradition, but they both contend it's one of the elements that have held their marriage together an impressive 65 years. What do you call a marriage between well-matched people? No Nomakamosis. Mr. and Mrs. Schwanky say that Velcro connects them because they do everything together. If you like doting on your wife with excessive fondness, you would be uxorious. And a woman who is excessively devoted to her husband is Maritorious. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. We know that eating cane sugar, high fructose corn syrup, honey, and other sweeteners is not good and causes a surge in blood sugar. Many people ask if the sugar in fruit causes an elevation in insulin as regular sugar does. The New York Times reports that if you are eating whole fruit, the sugar that is naturally found in the fruit is consumed in the company of fiber, and your body will absorb the sugar more slowly. Grains that have been refined like cookies, white bread, and crackers are usually low in fiber, have high amounts of carbs per serving, and are digested very quickly, which raises insulin and blood sugar levels. Eating fruit is a good choice because of the nutrition and fiber that it offers. Even though the amount of sugar may be high in a piece of fruit, your body absorbs it slower because of the fiber, and you're getting all the benefits of the vitamins and antioxidants that fruit provides. I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Just before the break, I was talking about a young woman who was 18 dealing with vaginismus. And uh, the Botox protocol was created by an MD who was a plastic surgeon, and he typically had been doing uh, reconstructive work for facially or for people who had you know, issues uh, as a result of surgery or an accident. And there was a woman who came into his office and said, do you think you could use Botox with this? And he was like, um, I never even thought of that. So we started exploring it. He has written a book uh, that I'm going to tell this woman about, When Sex Seems Impossible. And his name is Dr. Peter Pasick, and that's P-A-C-I-K. And I saw his presentation, I believe it was, I think it was Quad S, Society for Scientific Study of Sexuality. And it really did look at what can these women do um, who do want to include intercourse, but for whatever reason, they have not been able to do so. I mean, he said he would have them literally like recoil while they were on the table, and it wasn't until they were under general anesthesia that they would, he would be able to put a dilator in, a small dilator, and then the, the Botox would be in, but they would increase gradually with the dilator, putting them 
in the driver's seat. So I'm going to respond to this um, later today or first thing tomorrow morning. Now, going on to, uh, I did my once a year course at UCLA, and the title of the course is UCLA Couples and Sex Therapy Training Program. And again, I'm brought in to give them, you know, tips, ideas, things that typically would not be given by the majority of others. And what I also bring in is product that people can use in, uh, and, and here's the thing, as long as something is not their toy, so in other words, they're not showing someone their vibrator, they're not showing someone a sports sheet product that they themselves use, but it's a sample, that way people can get information in a way that's not about the therapist, but is about them being delivered information that hundreds of others have shared. And so one of the first things that I share with them is a company called um, Bijou Indiscret. So in other words, jewelry, indiscreet jewelry. And there's a product called the 21. And it's a gold diamond-shaped vibe with, excuse me, seven patterns and three levels. It is so cute. And the thing that's great about it, no one would have a clue what it is. It looks like something that would just, you know, like a nice little ornament that would sit on your desk. And like the majority of products, they now are charged with USB. So you can be working on your paper and charging your vibe at the same time. Another company that I really like the products they're creating. And again, what I like are, pro- are companies where I go directly to the manufacturer, and particularly the smaller companies. And this one's called Crave, C-R-A-V-E. And the duet model is the one that I was able to make my own vibe, which was kind of fun, at a trade show. And it's based on a top high-tech designer who said, you know, the vibes that are being designed are not the vibes that really work for women. So she created this. She's also created Jewelry Vibe, which is really lovely, like pendants and little tiny things. So again, that's Crave, the duet model, and that's at www.lovecrave.com. And Bijou Indiscrete, one minute, let me open this up, is uh, you can go to uh, https uh, colon forward slash forward slash about dot me forward slash Bijou, B-I-J-O-U-X, lower score, Indiscrete, and that's I-N-D-I-S-C-R-E-T-S, number one. And uh, if you search online, I, I know all of these sites are working because I checked last week to make sure when people are wanting to check. Because when people make recommendations, one of the main reasons why people will buy things online is the anonymity. They want to make sure that you know they get something and nobody knows who they are or what they are doing. Another company that it's one of the original manufacturers, and the name of it is Doc Johnson. And Doc Johnson is, has a huge number of SKUs, set, you know, sales-keeping units. But what they also have is they try and keep to the cutting edge of what's, what people want, what they're interested in. And one of the things that surprised me 
is one of the areas of their product lines are the masturbating sleeves for men. And Ron Braverman, who owns the company, he's the one who said to me, Lou, this is something. This, these have been doing very well for us. And I was like, really? Because I know one of the first things that uh, came in was, what was it called, Feel Vibe or whatever, and it was a tube with a soft, cushy inside that worked as something that you could put lubricant in the end of it and, and stroke, but what these are are much smaller handheld versions, so you can get a lot more difference in pressure, uh, different texture, but he said they are hugely popular, and that, I have to say, um, I thought that was rather interesting also, because I go to the trade shows twice a year. The other thing that is a growing trend, particularly for men, is prostate massage and prostate health. And for men who are not ejaculating regularly, the prostate itself is connected to the ejaculatory response, and it is a number of glands in that area that contribute to the ejaculatory fluid. So knowing that you can stimulate that gives better prostate health. And the nerves on the side of the prostate are the nerves that are responsible for a man being able to have an erection. So the more they're stimulated, the harder the erection is. And for many men, the first time they've ever had any form of anal or prostate play, they have had one of the hardest and most intense orgasms they ever expected because they didn't expect that much sensation from it. The other company, that, so you can find Doc Johnson and you can go to www.shopdocjohnson.com and you can shop there discreetly, you can do so, cruise through, there's a ton of things there though, I will let you know there are a ton of things. Here's one of my favorite companies, Sports Sheets, and the... We use, Tom Stewart is the head of the company. He and his sister uh, run the company and his wife, Kimberly. And what we know is that people who have different disabilities or who are into vanilla kink, this is one of their favorite lines because it allows them to stay in different positions. It allows them to do play with things, you know, again, discreet, and they're not overly expensive. So the door jam sling just fits over the door, and you sit in a little, it's like a little sling seat. You can put your legs out. A woman can be doing him. A man can be doing her. A partner can be doing a partner. It doesn't really matter as long as you have operational body parts that are enjoying sensation. These things are awesome. The doggy style strap is great at for people who don't want to hold someone's waist. It may make someone feel a little uncomfortable, but it also allows the woman or the partner being penetrated to not have to hang on to something and slide off the bed. They can just, they can be held in place because it wraps around the hips. They also had some pegging products that could be used for women who want to penetrate a partner uh, and wear it on a little, uh, tiny little uh, belt area. The other thing that the sports sheets, you can go on to, again, forward slash, forward slash, sportsheets.com, and you can shop directly. It is terrific. Vibratex. This is a company that is, it's Vibratex, V-I-B-R-A, 
T-E-X.com. They have a thing called the Girls Collection. And this is the company that brought in the Rabbit Pearl and the um, original uh, Magic Wand. So they have her, her mother, the woman and her husband who run the company, it was her mother who founded it, who was Japanese. So they were the first with the really good high-end Japanese technology. WeVibe. Anything from WeVibe is terrific. The sync, and WeVibe is we-vibe.com. It's not a lowercase vibe. It's a straight dash. Uh, this is terrific couples toys. The sync and the wish were the two that I showed. Sync is the one where there was the lawsuit that the couple said, we did not expect the company to be uh, collecting our data use, you know, data on our use patterns. Uh, they were never identified in the lawsuit. They got $5,000 each. WeVibe ended up putting forward a, I think it was a $3.75 million bond in order to cover the expense of it. But, you know, the people who started the lawsuit, they got 5000 each. That's not a lot. Uberlube, U-B-E-R-Lube.com. Fabulous product. It is a silicone product. You can put it on you and your partner or sport or your hair. It is terrific. Check out uberlube.com. Inner Intimates. This is Olga's secret, and this is the vaginal renewal complex. One of the best ever. So that's olgasecret.com. Doctor tested, and it is estrogen-free, hormone-free, fabulous product. And if anyone is interested in doing something in the area of PRP, platelet-rich plasmapheresis, which will improve the health of the vaginal vault, I would recommend Dr. Julia Tatum-Hunter. She's here in Beverly Hills, and that is similar to what is done with the vampire facelift. PRP has been used for years. So hopefully this will give you some ideas of things to uh, look at for yourself, and if you have any questions, please get a hold of me at loopadget.com. Have a lovely rest of the week. Here come the tunes, and I will talk with you later. Thank you for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 